0: Hi, welcome to episode three of Sample Excavator. I'm your host, Angelo Robledo, a sample archeologist digging through sample and production history to piece together the stories behind the world's biggest records. This week will be a bit of a longer episode than usual because we're discussing one of the most influential artists in sample history. It's almost a rite of passage for hip hop artists to sample this group, and because of that, their discography has been sampled a total of 823 times over the past four decades by everyone from the Notorious B.I.G. to Kendrick Lamar. In case you haven't guessed already, this group is the legendary Isley Brothers. Formed in the early 50s by brothers O'Kelly, Rudolph, and Ronald Isley, the Isley brothers started as a gospel group. They added a fourth brother, Vernon, and continued to perform gospel until his death in the late 50s. They started experimenting during and through the 60s, incorporating elements of soul, funk, and pop to their records, enjoying Top 40 charting success while signed to Motown Records. In the 70s, they added more brothers to the group, Ernie and Marvin Isley, and even a brother-in-law, Chris Jasper, and further delved into R&B, balladry, and rock. As a six-part band, they enjoyed success through the 70s and the beginning of the 80s before splitting up in 1983. Their varied sound made them a treasure trove for producers in the 1980s and 90s to mine for samples. Both their faster funky grooves and slower ballads have been used in hip-hop, often with heavy manipulation, more so than we've seen thus far in this podcast. With over 800 recorded samples, I won't be able to go over everything, but hopefully I can provide enough of an overview for you all to firmly grasp how influential the Isley Brothers are. We, of course, must talk about what I like to call the big three when it comes to Isley Brothers samples, Between the Sheets, Footsteps in the Dark, and That Lady. We'll go in reverse chronological order, starting with Between the Sheets, which was released on their album of the same name in 1983, one of the last projects all six members worked on together. Between the Sheets is a slow and sensual ballad that grooves with the keyboard, synth, and drum machine use of Chris Jasper. The opening measures have been mined extensively. Take a listen. Yes, yes, I know a majority of you have figured out the song that has sampled this most famously, but that would be a bit too easy. So while I will get to that song eventually, for those of you who have may not figured it out yet, I first want to look at a few less obvious or less known uses. The first one we're going to examine is actually one of the first songs ever to sample between the sheets. It's the 1990 quote-unquote hootie remix of A Tribe Called Quest's hit song Bonita Applebaum after their 1989 debut album People's Instinctive Travels and in the Paths of Rhythm. Originally included on the 12-inch single release of Bonita Applebaum alongside the album version and an instrumental with their song Mr. Muhammad on the flip side, it was later released on a full-length remix album in 1992, properly entitled Revised Quest for the Seasoned Traveler. As Genius.com puts it, this is less of a remix and more of a sequel to the original Bonita Applebaum, with new verses and lyrics continuing the story. The use of Between the Cheats is unmistakable. The next usage we'll look at is more subtle and appeared on a much more popular song than the Tribe remix. It's none other than Functified by DeBrat. Released on the album of the same name, it helped DeBrat become the first solo female rapper in history to go platinum with over a million copies sold. Produced by Jermaine Dupree on his So So Def Records label, it beautifully functifies the original beat to be a near irresistible jam. Of course, we now have to talk about the notorious B.I.G. He uses the sample on his mega-hit, Big Papa written by himself and produced by Puff Daddy for his 1994 album Ready to Die. This is by far the most successful and well-known use of Between the Sheets. Also, just as a side note, the second verse on this song has got to be one of the smoothest in rap history, so if you haven't taken a close look at the lyrics or rhyme scheme in a while, I would suggest taking a quick detour and looking them up. A marked stylistic change in Biggie's discography, Big Papa was seen as the East Coast's answer to the West Coast G-Funk being popularized by Dr. Dre with its less aggressive, slowed-down style and laid-back delivery. The hip-hop of the early 80s sampled disco and funk of the 70s, while the harder rap of the late 80s and early 90s sampled more rock, the G-Funk era took a new approach however, going after lesser-known and markedly slower r and and soul samples from labels like Motown. From that tradition, Big Papa was born. Interestingly enough, Jermaine Dupree, the producer behind Functified by Debrat, also later worked on a remix of Big Papa, two songs in the same decade, using the same sample, worked on by the same producer. Next, let's look at Footsteps in the Dark the feature track from the Isley Brothers' 1977 hit album Go For Your Guns. Dozens upon dozens of songs have sampled this incredible slow jam. We're just going to look at two, the most famous one and one of its most recent uses. If you haven't figured it out already, this song with its unforgettable guitar part and sparse but marching drumline was the foundation for Ice Cube's breakout hit It Was a Good Day off of his 1993 album The Predator. In a 2005 interview with now-defunct music magazine Blender, Ice Cube talks about his inspiration for the song and where the use of the sample came from. He says the idea of sampling footsteps in the dark came from hearing Can I Kill It by Compton's Most Wanted, which samples the Isley Brothers for just one verse in the middle of the song, blending the melody from footsteps with the drum line from Fool Yourself by Little Feet. 91 shit Check this out <laughs> Once again, it's on Yeah, girls, you know the deal I'm on a mission to kill I got to get a ski before it gets too late So don't perpetrate. Just give it to the A Caught up this bitch I was already fucking That made it easier to get her head ducked Told her we was fixed Now I a little get-together She started dragging about the movies I said, mm whatever Okay, super quick sidebar, the drumline which you just heard from Fool Yourself is a heavily sampled track in its own right, used many times throughout hip-hop history. Ironically, it's the same drumline that makes up the instrumental to the original version of Bonita Apple Bum by A Tribe Called Quest, which we looked at earlier when talking about Between the Sheets. I hope at this point you're realizing how connected music can be when viewed through the lens of samples. Back to Footsteps in the Dark, one of the most recent uses of the sample was by Thundercat, who used it on his 2015 song, Them Changes, on his album The Beyond or Where the Giants Roam. He only uses the drums, however, looping the intro to create the backbeat for his song. Take a listen. The third and final song by the Isley Brothers that we're going to look at is That Lady, which is actually a 1973 cover of their own song called Who's That Lady, originally recorded in 1964. The original is much more bare bones and laid back, with the 1973 version utilizing more modern equipment and sounds like electric guitars and synthesizers. This song has been sampled markedly less than the rest of the Isley Brothers' discography, but the two main times it was sampled were quite incredible. First, we must look at the Beastie Boys. Three white boys from Brooklyn are definitely not what you'd picture in a discussion of hip-hop virtuosity, but they've weaseled themselves into that discussion as their 1989 magnum opus Paul's Boutique album has been more and more respected as a pivotal masterpiece in hip-hop history. They had incredible commercial success off their 1986 album License to Ill, which likely came from the fact that they were one of the first white rappers to seriously release rap music to the masses, giving them a jumpstart when it comes to crossover appeal. At the same time, from a critical standpoint, License to Ill was still phenomenal, produced by Rick Rubin, a sample legend who will come up many times in this podcast, if not have his own episode. The album demonstrated sample techniques unheard of at the time. This may have been because the Beastie Boys actually started out as a punk rock band, playing instruments while rapping, a la Rage Against the Machine 15 years later. But either way, Rick Rubin tapped into not just soul, R&B, and funk records, but rock as well, sampling everything from Led Zeppelin to war. For Paul's Boutique, however, the Beastie Boys were no longer working with Rick Rubin and wanted to make an album that was less appealing commercially but would be critically acclaimed as a hip-hop masterpiece. Produced by the Dust Brothers and Mario Caldado Jr., also known as Mario C., The album contains samples from 105 different songs in total, making it one of the most sample-heavy albums of all time. The final song, Alone, which is a nine-part suite entitled B-Boy Boolia contains 24 samples. The Beatles, Sly and the Family Stone, Isley Brothers, James Brown, Rose Royce, Sugarhole Gang, and dozens upon dozens more are sampled throughout this project. In fact, there isn't a sound on the album besides the vocals that isn't comprised of some sort of sample. Section D of the 9-part closing suite is where that lady is sampled, creating the background for a blistering MCA solo rap. Much more recently, Kendrick Lamar used the same sample from that lady for his multi-Grammy award-winning hit single, I, released in 2014. This is a world, this is a world premiere. Premier. This is a world premiere. I have been through a whole lot. Trial, tribulation, but I know God. Satan wanna put me in a bow tie. Pray that the holy water don't go dry, yeah, yeah. Kendrick Lamar actually personally visited Ronald Isley to get permission to use the sample on his song. He talked to New Musical Express, a British music journalism site, saying, quote, I actually had to go to St. Louis and get the blessings from Ronald Isley. That was a trip. We got in the studio and just vibed and talked about how things were back then and how they are now. And you can actually hear him on the record with a few ad libs that he actually did. We got it on camera and things like that. It's a beautiful thing, end quote. The sample makes the song prideful and uplifting, a fast-paced banger that still has melody and groove, sounding new and old at the same time. The innovative sampling and production make it worthy of all the awards it received, in my opinion. As mentioned at the top, I'm leaving out literally hundreds and hundreds of samples and songs simply because there isn't nearly enough time to go through every song that has sampled the Isley Brothers. But hopefully, this was enough of a primer for you to fully appreciate their impact on music. I'm sure their discography will be sampled for decades to come as new artists attempt to insert themselves into this piece of hip-hop history. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at I Dig it first. that's I-D-I-G-I-T-1-S-T, all one word, on both platforms, and you can find the podcast at Sample Excavator on both platforms as well. If you are enjoying this project, please rate, comment, and subscribe on your preferred podcast streaming service. You can support the podcast for as little as 25 cents an episode on Patreon. This really helps keep the podcast above board as I go through proper channels to pay for the songs in order to legally use them in the show, which can add up quickly. Sample Excavator is researched, written, and recorded by myself and produced by Guy Tannenbaum. The theme song was written and produced by David Ramos. You can email questions, suggestions, comments, and concerns to thesampleexcavator at gmail.com. Songs from today's episode can be found on nearly all major streaming platforms, and links to the articles and interviews referenced can be found in the show notes. As usual, here's a sneak peek at a song that we'll be looking at next week. Until then, keep on digging.